Hey listeners, and welcome back to the Absolutely ADHD podcast. I'm your host, Alana, ADHD life coach and social worker. I learned how to manage my ADHD, and now I help others do the same through one-on-one coaching, my courses, content on Instagram, and through this podcast. Sam and I started this podcast to help others understand their ADHD brain and not feel so alone. ADHDers are some of the most brilliant, creative, and passionate people. We just have to work through things a little bit differently than others. And I think that there's so many strategies to share and ways that we can do that. You can find the podcast on Instagram at absolutely.adhd. And you can find my content at Coaching by Alana. If you're enjoying the podcast, we would love if you could subscribe, write a review so that we can share this with more ADHDers. As always, thank you guys for being here and we hope you enjoy this episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the Absolutely ADHD podcast. I'm joined today by my dear friend, Lena, and I'm so excited for you guys to get to hear from her and to just hear us chat about some stuff that I think will really resonate. Lena, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, guys. Um, I'm so honored to be here and really excited. Um, I'm a nutritionist and content creator, um, and I've been in the space for a little bit now. Um, I, gosh, a little bit about myself. I'm just a normal person like you guys. (laughs) Yeah, I work with clients to build healthy habits that are really, uh, I guess the right word for it is practical, right? Practical, straightforward, healthy habits that help us be that naturally healthy person that we really want to be without it feeling like a stretch or a pull away from our normal life. So I want it to fit really seamlessly into your life. That's how we stay sustainable and consistent over the long haul. Um, and keep that relationship with food as positive and healthy as we can along the way. So that's who I am and a little bit about me. I love that. Um, That was one of the reasons too, that I just think always like our messages just align very close, just as people and I think as friends and stuff. But I think that nutrition and like any type of lifestyle changes can be really overwhelming and intimidating And just everything you preach is just all about practicality and like achievable steps. And I, we need more of that, you know, we really do. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me sad when people like hear like, Oh, like I want to eat healthier, but it's just so hard. And I'm like, man, it really doesn't have to be hard. It can be so easy. So yeah, that's just, I'm, that's what I always want people to know. It can be so easy. It doesn't have to be hard. No sacrifices in this. Yeah, definitely. And we'll talk about that a little bit too. Just like, I think I love like your whole thing about like, just being able to balance like the things that are important for us and our families and our lifestyles and not having to give that up in order to like make these changes, which I think is so something I actually wanted to say at the beginning is Lena just got married. And so I just want to say congratulations. (laughs) Here, how married life is going. Thank you. It's good. Um, it No, it's great. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. Definitely one of those things that like, you know, poses a problem for so many or a challenge for so many people when they it's just a transition through life that's tough with anybody's routine and habits um, to merge your life with somebody else is to sacrifice parts of your own, right? And I work with a lot of clients who come to me, you know, six months after they got married or five years after they got married. And they just say, ever since I got married, my life has been very different. My habits have been really different and I haven't felt like myself and my body. So 
I mean, it's really cool to experience it myself now that I've been working with clients on that for like a few years and I'm sitting here and I'm like, wow, I know what they're talking about, right? So it's yeah. great, but it does challenge you. And I've, I mean, never been diagnosed with ADHD. I am one of those probably annoying people that's like, I'm di- undiagnosed, but I think I have it, right? But <laughs> even if I don't, right? There's qualities of it that can we all struggle with from, from time to time. But productivity is something that, has completely like, I mean, I take your tips all the time, Alana, on how to kind of like flip my, my mindset. And even today, I was I had a list of to do's a to do list, and I was looking at it and immediately could have felt overwhelmed. But I saw your last post on like, not everything is urgent, you know, or or it feels urgent, right? Refreshing the Instagram page, it feels urgent, but it's not important. So I'm looking at my long to do list. And I'm like, nice. 50% of this is not important. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Like that's just on the back burner for when I have extra time and I feel like, yeah, I love that. And like, now I can focus on that. And that small little tip guys went a really long way. So I'm, I don't so know help you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad. No, it is overwhelming. And a lot of times also yeah. when we are super busy and just doing a lot of different things, we have that to-do list can just become literally like 15 things. And then it's like, well, where do we even start? What is it's even so relevant, you know? Yeah. And you know, some of it I write down just cause I don't want to forget, you know, I, right. I don't want to forget that this is a task that I do want to do eventually. Um, but then I look at my list and I'm just like, Oh my God, like I'm never going to do all of this. Right. But yeah. anyways, being Mary has <laughs> sprung challenges like that because you're yeah. working with someone else's schedule and, you know, I don't have all the time that I feel like I used to have. I don't know. When I lived at yeah. home and I was living with my mom, it was like, dinner's made, dishes are done. Like, yeah. We, that's different. Definitely. <laughs> so. and just sharing a space, like all those things. It's, I'm sure it's just a huge transition, you know? It is. Yeah. Huge transition, but not a bad thing, guys, if you're yeah. at all thinking about taking that step. It's good. Everyone um, talks about the bad. There's lots of positives. Yeah, no, so true. Everyone just talks about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but something that you said too was like, you know, experiencing this and these things that your clients have kind of talked about for years. And this is so interesting as a coach too, because I'll find myself all the time going through something or being like super overwhelmed or just something that I literally helped a client through. And I'm like, Alana, you need to take your own advice. Like, but it's so hard to in the moment, you know, it's difficult. It's, it's so a whole hard. different thing, like having helpful strategies and having helpful tools, but then actually like being able to implement them in our life. Like, it's right. Especially different. like where are our clients accountability, right? So they walk away with this nugget that they're like, wow, like this is awesome. And I'm going to talk to her next week and I'm going to show her how I implemented. Whereas like we walk away from, from our like hard thing and we're like, why am I not better? Right. Yeah. Like, why is this so it's tough. It's tough. It poses challenges. But I mean, I agree with you though. It's like everything you talk about to a client and you're like, it shows up in your life the next day. Yeah. No, yeah. totally. Yeah. And you're right. Like any type of accountability always, like when we can add any bit of that, whether it's just like with a friend or like, I don't know, like me and you have always also done that too. Just like with, you know, talking about things or working out like it's just helpful yeah it's so helpful just to have that extra because we have a lot going on and we will forget and we will move on to other things we will get overwhelmed but we really sometimes need to add in you know someone else either checking in 
Yeah. Speaking a problem out loud just allows you to have like someone to bounce a solution off of. Whereas like when you keep it in your head, there's just, we just cycle into like negativity. There's no solution. Right. But Mm -hmm. just the moment you speak it out loud, it's like, oh, this is easier than I thought it was. It's simpler than I thought it was. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Guys, Lena was the most chill person on her wedding. Like (laughs) I had to say this, like, this was so funny. I was like, are you okay? Like, how are you feeling? And you were like, yeah, I'm good. You're like, why? I'm good. Is that how you were actually feeling in the moment? Like, I'm so curious. Yeah, it was. Um, Because at that point, it was all over. Like, yeah, I was like, there's nothing I can do to do anything else but sit back and enjoy it. And I mean, I was, I was like that mostly the whole time, though, because I don't know, I'm not a perfectionist, guys. Like, you know, I, I just want things to, I just want people to have fun. And I don't care if the tables came out exactly how I you know, imagine them too, or if um, the food is, I don't even care if the food, like, obviously, I want the food to be good. But if it's cold, it's cold, whatever, everybody can go home and eat something else after like, you know, what I mean? <laughs> I don't know, There's, I can't control any of that stuff. So I try, I try to like, kind of accept that I don't have control over the things I don't have control over and to just let that let it all be. I would rather not bring any energy into the room that's going to bring anyone down but I do have control over the energy I bring into the room and I want everybody that's there to have fun and to party and yeah. to bump <laughs> and so that's a lot more important to me and it was like it was so much fun and it was just so like nice yeah. getting to celebrate you guys and say hi to David I'm for so me glad. yeah I will I will I will I'm so glad that makes me really happy he always tells me by the way like you should like go on a walk with Alana. Like you need to get out of the house. Like, you should go. <laughs> no, I know. We need to. Exactly we were, right. we would I always know. we were good about our walks for a while. We would like catch up and go on walks. It was so good. Yeah, it's tough in the winter and yeah, just every excuse under the sun probably, but it's tough in the winter. Yeah. Plus we don't live as close as we did at one right. point. We're like five yeah, minutes I away. Think- no, we're definitely not. Yeah, there was like two times that we were like really close at our parents' houses and then really close in, in Alexandria, and that was just nice. But, yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, but no, you're right. There's only so much you can control, and like we, all we can do is control what we can control. And I think also that helps me. I think about like there's always going to be so much stuff, like other stuff that I can't control. So it's like right. knowing that just what can, you know, focus on the things that we can, because there's always going to be stuff, you know? Yeah. There's always going to be something else. And even like, I got my makeup done by like a makeup person that day. And I honestly did not like my makeup at all. Like, this is not what I envisioned. It's my fault because she said, what do you want? Show me a photo. And I was like, anything just like, you know, makeup, you know, my, you see my face, do what's best for my face. And then I walked away and I thought I looked ridiculous, but way. And then, like, it stressed me out a little bit at first. I'm not going to lie. Um, but eventually, you know, people started to walk in, and I was like, I'm not taking it off now. So, <laughs> like, well, you look beautiful. You know? Thank you, thank I know. You. I, was I like, know. You know, yeah. What can I do, you know, except for like have fun and dance and, you know, pout that like I don't like my eyeliner? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, whatever. You know. So. No, that's so true. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I did want to kind of talk about, you know, I think a lot of us, a lot of listeners, a lot of people with ADHD, including myself, have struggled kind of with the 
you know, with eating in general and like with, you know, restrict and binge patterns and things like that, um, forgetting to eat all day and then being starving or, you know, I know sometimes, of course, different medication can make us like can impact our hunger, stress, being mm-hmm. overwhelmed, all that stuff, anxiety. Um, mm-hmm. And it's such a challenge. And like I said earlier, I think that any type of changes involving like nutrition can feel so intimidating and scary. Yeah. Um, and like, you just have this amazing approach about like balance and just making sure, you know, just making things fit and making it work. And so, yeah, I was just curious if you would talk a little bit about that and not having to give up the things that we love and the things that mean a lot to us in order to like make these changes. Yeah. So my like favorite thing is, you know, and I'm sure a lot of you guys are hearing this on the internet right now is the like add don't restrict, right? So what can I add to this meal to make it more colorful? What can I add to this meal to make it more protein rich? So if I have a craving for like a ho-ho, okay. I don't know why that was the first thing that came into my house, but like (laughs) to my mind, but like a a Swiss roll. I don't remember the last time I had one. Um, But let's say like I have a hankering for that. I haven't had dinner yet though. And it's 5 p.m. So I'm not going to think about what I can do to push off that craving and push off that craving and push off that craving. But I'm going to think about what do I want to add? It's 5 p.m. I haven't had dinner and I'm thinking about food. So maybe it's a good idea for me to start thinking about that, right? Um, Maybe I normally eat dinner at 6.30, but that's not the point. The point is, is I am clearly some part of my body, some part of my biology is hungry and asking for food. So I'm going to add, I'm going to look for, there's four components in a meal I look for. I look for veggies. I look for protein, I look for carbs, and I look for fat. Okay, so fiber is going to come into like different elements of these. It'll come into your veggies, we'll look for a high fiber carb, and we'll, sometimes in healthy fats, we got fiber too. So those are kind of the four components I look for um, in a balanced meal. And you can make any meal like that, like literally anything. Mac and cheese can do it, pizza can do it, pasta can do it, hamburgers can do it. We can make anything into a balanced meal doesn't have to be hard or complicated, but I know it sounds like a lot when we first lay it out there. So that's what I would do. And then I would, you know, I like to balance in my, my craving. So my ho-ho or my Swiss roll or whatever you call them, right. I'll balance that in. So I'll make my plate of colorful food and then I'll just have one on the side and then I'll eat those two things together kind of. So that's how, that's the basics of like my approach, right? The really bare bones. If I had to give someone one thing, I would give them a photo of a balanced plate and I would say mimic this three times a day at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm-hmm. I know, especially people who struggle or tell me the right word. Is it like struggle with ADHD, experience ADHD? Either. Have yeah. ADHD. yeah. A lot it. of people who have it. Okay. Cool. Thanks. Um, <laughs> forget to eat. That's not something I'm familiar with at all. Like I don't ever forget to eat. And that's just a result of my bad relationship with food way back when, right? Food was just always on my mind when you restrict, sometimes you can't stop thinking about it, right? I shouldn't eat this. I shouldn't eat this. Not right now. Maybe later. It's too early. It's too late. And it's just on your mind, on your noggin 24 seven until we binge, until we finally cave because your body can't hold out any longer. Um, and whatever you tell your mind, you can't have your mind is going to want more. So, yeah, because totally. of that history, I feel, I feel that. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. like the second you say I'm not going to do this, then it's all you're thinking about. Right. The second the second you have a pimple on your face, and you're like, oh, that's probably from too much chocolate. Right. It's not, it's nothing like negative. You're not trying to make your body smaller. Or like you don't you're not hating yourself there. 
you're just like, oh, like I'm breaking out. Like, let me, let me cool it on the chocolate because I know that's the culprit. You want chocolate. All day. <laughs> All day. Yeah. And it's like, come on, this is a pot. Like I'm trying to be positive, but anyway. Yeah. Um, so I know, you know, whenever we're forgetting about food or finding ourselves restricting for any reason, whether it's just a genuine, honest, like I forgot, or medication is scenting my hunger, I'm not hungry, right? We have to use practical hunger. So this is a tip that I think ADHDers need to like lean into hardcore. I don't care if you're not hungry. It's a 12 p.m. and you haven't eaten breakfast yet, right? Or you've only had coffee. You are running on fumes, right? You um, are genuinely not hungry. You just don't want to stomach anything. Maybe it's the medication. Maybe you just switch something. Maybe it's whatever. You have to eat something. And we have to find something that you can stomach. So if you could set an alarm in your phone, right? I like to give like a big range. So it's between 8 and 11 a.m. Breakfast needs to be had within this range of time. So maybe you set an alarm you know your schedule best, right? Realistically, you set an alarm at 9.15. And that's when you start thinking about, okay, cool. When am I going to set aside 20 minutes to go prep and eat breakfast, right? In the next hour and a half. I got an hour and a half to think about it. So that allows me to finish a task I'm doing. And so I'm leaning into the fact that I'm not going to just stop in the middle of a task, maybe, right? If I'm like focusing on that or whatever it might be. But I'm giving myself a big transition period. Perfect. Like I have, I still have an hour and a half left of this, of this chunk of time. And I can transition as slowly as I need to within that chunk of time. So lean into like your, your hearts, right. And then try to create structure that fits into that heart. Does that make sense? Definitely. And like, like just knowing what's next. So like you said, like not having to just immediately drop what we're doing. Cause a lot of us, that's like, really, we just can't. But having that expectation of like, no, I'm going to make time for this. I'm going to prioritize this next. You know, this is what I have ahead of me. Um, And something too, like on this podcast, we've talked a lot about the emotional dysregulation of ADHD. And just, I mean, I think Mm -hmm. for anyone, ADHD or not also, like how often, I don't know, I'll, I'll have the most stressful reaction to something or so anxious. And then I think about it, I'm like, well, I haven't properly like fed my body like what do I expect Mm -hmm. you know and I think that Mm -hmm. that's another thing too it's like when we do prioritize those those things or when we do prioritize you know making sure we get we eat breakfast or making sure that we're eating enough if it's been a certain amount of hours it really does help us and our body does like thank us you know like it makes it so much easier to go about the day it just really makes all the difference I view it as somebody who has like a, someone who has maybe like a binge eating disorder, right? Somebody who just kind of like, that's, that's their heart, right? And they don't want to eat because, you know, for the first six hours of the day, because they are, they just think it's like not going to solve their problem, right? It's counterintuitive, like to their, to their thing. Um, You don't have a choice. Like it's to a point where like, if you want your heart to get easier, you have no choice, but you need to eat breakfast right now, right? Mm. You have to do it or within the next hour. It's the same thing if you have ADHD. It's if you want your symptoms to be easier to manage, sorry, dude, you got to eat breakfast, right? Or whatever it is. I I like to call it kind of meal one, meal two, and meal three sometimes because I don't care what you label your meals, but you got to eat something. Um, 
and the choice isn't ours anymore. It's just, it's, I mean, I guess you do have a choice, right? You have a choice to care about managing these things and you have a choice to not care and you get to choose. But if you want that end result that you want, right? You want that gratification at the end of the day, set the alarm, make time. It's as important as the next thing on your to-do list. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. It's as important as finishing that task. I know it doesn't feel like it, but I promise it is. And then something else you talk about too is, well, I think in general, a lot of us with like, we know we need to keep things interesting, especially when we're making like forming new habits or like making changes. We have to keep things interesting and kind of exciting. Like that's kind of how our brains work. And so Mm -hmm. I think it's so valuable, like for you, what you talk about and just like prioritize, you know, for a lot of people like that time that eating meals with their family or eating um, certain foods in their culture, like is super important to keep in there. Yeah. Like we don't have to get rid of all yeah. that. You know? No. Yeah. And I don't want you to, like you said, like it should be exciting. And I hundred percent understand getting like that, that hit from food, you know, like you want that adrenaline, you want those, what's the right word that I'm looking for that hit when you're eating like or when you're looking for stimulation or dopamine no yeah like a dopamine hit okay yeah yeah you're you're looking for something to bring you joy or bring you something super quick because you were just like low and you want to be high for a lot of people that's food right it's easy that's a lot of times if you do have you know some people forget to eat some people procrastinate right Mm-hmm. where the, once they start they just like don't want to move on to the next task it's like scrolling through tiktok it's the same thing right we're just kind of like nibbling and munching because if we're eating we're doing something and we have a good excuse not to do the next thing like i'm munching i'm snacking i'm eating right so i don't have to move on to my next task this is the task that i want to do or it's just bringing me it's a dopamine hit it's bringing me joy so yeah. those things, there's a positive way to let food do that. And there's a negative way to let food do that. And the negative way is obviously just procrastinating and um, getting the dopamine hit and then falling and then up and then down and then up and then down and trying again and again and again. And it's never working. And that's our kind of instant gratification that we're trying to satisfy. Yeah. And we never get delayed gratification. And we're never happy in the end. Right. Versus taking a more intentional approach to allowing food to bring us joy and excitement. And that's meal prepping on Sunday and something that you love. Like today, I'm, I haven't meal prepped yesterday, but I'm going to do it today, which is really for me. Meal prep is just cooking and having leftovers for a few days. It's not meal prep, but yeah, I'm making like a meal that my mom used to make all the time growing up. It's called Kifda. It's a mid- Middle Eastern dish. It's just meat and potatoes, but it's good. And I'm making that and we're going to have that all week, but I'm excited because it's like home for me eating that. Right. And it's balanced. Like I'm going to do a Mediterranean side salad with it. I'm going to do, I have plenty of protein. I got starchy carbs with fiber in them. Like I have warmth, I have comfort. I have everything I need in that meal and it's exciting. And I get to share it with my husband. So I'm like, I feel like that's a fun thing for me to do, like to share that experience and I find excitement to towards it. So it's something I have to do whether I want to or not, right? I have to make time to do it. So I'm going to make time to do it today. It's something that brings me joy alone because it's warm and it's comforting. and It's what I like. It's what I need in that it's balanced. And it's the dopamine hit while I'm eating it with him, but in a different way, like in a more positive, like 
this is bringing me joy. Yeah. And a more intentional way. It's giving me more, it's not just the food alone, but it's the whole experience. Right. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, totally. And you said this about like meal prep is like for you is just like making a bunch of food. Like I want to highlight, it doesn't have to be the way that we see meal preps on TikTok with like the perfectly lined up, like containers that are all the exact same size and you have to have like eating the same thing for the next like 10 meals. Like it doesn't have to be that. No, it doesn't. Ha- it shouldn't be that. It Please shouldn't. don't do that. <laughs> Unless you are going into the office every day and you need to have your food in a Tupperware, that's fine. I get it. But please do not, do not meal prep like that. That's so boring. <laughs> yeah, like, no wonder on. you don't want to like keep up with that. Like that sounds awful. It's not, it is awful. You know, I did that for a long period of time and it was, there was a time that I did it and I was really good at restricting and I stuck to it and whatever. But let me tell you, after you stop being good at restricting, because you will stop one day, you're just going to eat the whole pantry. And mm-hmm. that's not fun either. So it's like yeah. a sacrifice for a terrible outcome. You know, mm-hmm. what am yeah. I getting here? For my body to stay within the same 15 pounds within those last, you know, 10 years anyways. Like it doesn't, you know what I mean? It's not like there was anything great that came from that. So I, I just want you guys to kind of weigh your pros and cons with some of the things that we do. And remember that it doesn't need to be this extreme or that extreme. And, you know, I always say there's a practical balance because there is one, right? Mm-hmm. So when we're thinking about meal prep or just cooking for the week, what are our meals going to look like this week? So you to think, what am I craving? right? Something warm because it's cold. So I want to start there. Um, Something I haven't had in a while, been kind of bored of my meals. Um, And I had chicken like five, six times last week, just that's how it worked out. So I'm definitely ready for some like red meat. Um, Mm -hmm. So like that was how I chose the dish I chose, right? And then I just made sure that I was balanced. I know that if I do it the way my mom did it, I'm going potatoes and rice. So I just want to kind of pick one and add a veggie to it. So that was, that's my meal planning. And yeah. cooking it is, yeah, of course I have to put time aside to cook it, but you're, you know, at some point we're adults and we have to put time aside to do things, right? Right. Yeah, definitely. That we have to do. So. And I remembered what I was going to say earlier, like with just prioritizing that extra time um, or prioritizing the time to stop what you're doing and to make sure that we're, you know, feeding our bodies or whatever it is. Um, mm-hmm. I always talk about this with clients is like, Think of your future self and where I'm not talking like in a week or in two weeks, like tonight is your future self. Like the version of you that's yeah. like done with your day or like reflecting or dealing with a challenge a couple hours later. Like we said, when we prioritize that and make that important, it will be easier to manage. We will have more capacity to like actually manage it in a, you know, in a more productive way. Yeah. Yeah. And always kind of like giving yourself, I know in the moment it really feels like I, like you can't do it or like Mm -hmm. you're incapable or there's so much resistance to change or to like getting up and doing the task you promised yourself you would do. So like, and I feel the resistance today. Today's a perfect example. I promised myself I'd make this meal. I literally have no other choice or I'll have nothing to eat for dinner. And we don't order out on weeknights because we don't, it's expensive. And we're really trying to save money hardcore right now. But so, like, I have no other choice. I don't know what I'll eat if I don't make this. I'm not in the mood to think about it. So I have resistance to doing it, though. Like I said earlier, right, there's a thousand things on my to-do list that I could put before this. Um, I don't want to. I'm cold and, like, 
getting up and cooking in like the other room because I'll record it. So I'll, I won't do it over the stove. I'll do it in the other room. The other room takes on the temperature of the outside. There's a million reasons why I don't want to be in that room recording and cooking. Mm-hmm. Right. There's a million like pulls for me to not act on my task. But yeah. if I can get super aware of all of those things, I can kind of boil it down to so what? I promised myself I would do it and I'll be happier when I do. And if I have to just cook in the kitchen, that's fine, right? The path of least resistance will get me to where I need to be. But identifying kind of why you have so much resistance to completing a task yeah. can be helpful to like just pushing you out of your seat to to get something done and get it done super, super quick. Like if I have so much resistance to cooking, maybe I put like a sweater on or my robe on and I just do overhead shots and I don't show my face in it today. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, anyways, not that everybody relates to cooking and recording, but <laughs> no, well, seriously doing anything or even just cooking. Like if the, you know, yeah. the small example you gave of like the temperature, like then saying, yeah. okay, you know what, I'm going to get more comfy and then do it. Like those small, exactly. shifts, like it's all that that's just, that's so good. And I think we do want to recognize like, it's okay to feel resistance and to like push through that and say like, I feel like my body or I feel discomfort doing this thing right now. I don't want to do like, but the more we kind of like tap into that and like still work through that awful like resistance, like that's how, Mm -hmm. you know, we make changes. Exactly. Just, yeah. Everybody thinks it's them, right? They think there's something wrong with them that they have all this resistance. There is nothing wrong with you. We all have it. Every single one of us no matter how long we have been working and no matter how much everybody feels like they're, you know, looks like they're an expert in the field. Everyone has resistance to the tasks they have to do every single day. Everybody has a hard, right? Mm -hmm. The only reason people act out, you know, push past that resistance and that discomfort is because what other choice do we have? We know what that delayed gratification is or isn't. Yeah. Right? And that's why we do it. We do it for the us in five minutes and 15 and, and 20 next year. Exactly. You know, I don't always go for a walk in the morning for the me today, but I will go for the me in 30 years. Mm-hmm. In 30 years. That'll like- really force me. Yeah. No, totally. <laughs> when I think about like old crippled Lena, like not being able to walk, <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah. God. God. <laughs> for me like when I'm laying in bed at night I just everything feels so much better when I know I got that movement in like just oh yeah just reflecting on your day it's just so much even if like everything else is a fail even though it's usually not but like that's the type of like things we tell ourselves it's like you know what no like I prioritize this thing and I stuck to it and that feels like really good you know yeah yeah, it does. Um, One thing that I, I like heard someone say on a podcast this morning that I was listening to is she, she was like, you know, I hate my body and I wonder if I always will. And how do I not? And I like wanted to scream through the podcast, like actions speak louder than words, right? The way you act to or towards your body is always going to speak louder than the affirmations you say in the mirror. Not to say that there's anything wrong with that. There's not. Yeah. You want to talk to yourself like in the mirror, do it. That's a good idea too, right? Rewire those actual like brain uh, wires in your brain. But you have to act to prove yourself that like you are capable of change and you do, you are proud of yourself, right? And 
action is going to be the thing that shows that most. So when we go to bed at night and we want to feel proud of ourselves and proud of our day, it's easier when you've acted on the things that you want to do versus when you don't act on it, which happens. We all take rest and aren't perfect every day. It's so tough because it's like, well, my actions don't actually prove that I did anything today, right? But again, you could have earned that rest and whatever. I'm not saying don't give yourself rest, but I'm saying there's a fine line between this is rest I deserve and I never, ever do anything, right? And and it's okay if you don't, but in order to make change, we need to start. That's all. Take action. It'll help. Totally. And those actions can be practical and achievable and like they yes, can, it can be so it's easy. all about like the minor shifts and like one at a time, you know, it's, it can be overwhelming yeah. when we're like, I have to do all this at once, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it can. And when you're like listening to a podcast like this, the goal isn't to walk away and change everything that you and I mentioned within the last 30 minutes. Right. But it's to take one nugget. So if, if setting an alarm to eat breakfast resonates a lot with you, that's your one nugget to take with you and to work on for the next 90 days to build that habit, right? If you know that building a balanced plate is something that you could be more intentional on, make a real plan on how that's going to happen, right? And only focus on that for the next 90 days. And it's the same thing with movement. And it's the same thing with um, even like using food as a procrastination tool or as a dopamine hit. If that's the one thing you want to work on for the next 90 days, that's okay. And you can revisit it another 90 days and add something else on and add something else, right? Take it slow. There's no rush. You have the rest of your life ahead of you. Totally. So good. Couldn't agree more. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, that was so good. But um, okay. Thank you so much for doing this. Will you tell everyone where they can find you? Yes. So I'm on... TikTok and Instagram at practical.nutritionist. Um, and I am on YouTube, but that's not my name on YouTube. I think it's just Lena Abed because I don't know how to change my YouTube username. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm at, at practical nutritionist on Pinterest as well, but I can't put a period in the middle of my Pinterest username. So it's just practical nutritionist. But Instagram and TikTok at practical.nutritionist. And I'm everywhere else too. Um, I think that's it. I offer like healthy habit nutrition coaching for practical weight loss if that's your goal, but it's definitely a bigger focus on healthy habits in your relationship with food and weight loss is always going to be secondary, but not impossible. So um, yeah, that's, that's me. Yeah, absolutely. I worked with Lena a few years back too. And I mean, some the stuff we worked on, I'm still, you know, like I'm still implementing those in my life today and like reminding myself of these things that we worked on all the time. And, um, something, it really just, it is a, it is a long game. Like, is that long game? Like it's, you know, the whole goal of these types of things is like to be sustainable. Um, Mm -hmm. so that's what I love about your content. And I think this is a really helpful conversation. So thanks for joining. Thank you. I really enjoyed being here. I already feel connected to your audience. Hi, guys. I really like you. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. Thanks for having me. All right. I hope you guys have an awesome week and we'll talk to you soon. 
Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Absolutely ADHD podcast. You can find us on Instagram at absolutely.adhd. And don't forget to give us a like, subscribe, give us a rating so that we can help share this podcast with more amazing ADHDers. Thank you guys so much. And we'll talk to you next week.